Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, and I'm ready to freaking roll. I'm recording this on Sunday at about 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The second half of those NFL playoff games have not kicked off yet. I am still reeling from what I saw yesterday. What a fun freaking weekend of football, and I haven't even seen the other two games. I will just say this. I'm going to get into some football stuff. I'm going to get into some hobby stuff. All of those things, there's so much to talk about. I want to start here. I want to start here with a saying from a content creator, a content facilitator, someone who brings good vibes to the hobby and shares information. My man, Jeremy Lee at Sports Cards Live. He's got a saying, sports cards are a lifestyle. And by God, I believe that. It is an escape for me. It is a lifestyle. It is a connection point to the present, the past, and new friends like you listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast. So I just want to say it's a lifestyle. And those who are in it get it. Those who are not think we're weird. Why do you do this? Why do you spend all this time, energy, money, and resources digging in? It's a lifestyle, man. That's why we do that. And I just love that saying. So I just wanted to call that out from the top. My man, Jeremy, I'm going to plug you here. Everyone go check out his YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button over there. He's always bringing some really good conversations. Now, back to the NFL stuff. So we had... Two games, as I record this, that ended yesterday by a last-second field goal. Isn't that what the playoffs are all about? I was highly entertained. This is a great time to be alive watching football. If you're collecting football cards and in the football card market, you're really excited, I'm sure. This market has seen tremendous growth. You heard Chris on the Friday episode, and shout-out to everyone sliding into the DMs on that. Uh, Got a ton of good feedback. There's a reason why Chris continues to be on the pod. I believe in him. I believe in that team, and I believe in that product. Football is on a tremendous trajectory, and I don't think we're slowing down anytime soon. This started last year. Go back in the archives, the Stacking Slabs podcast. I appreciate Chris saying Stacking Slabs has been a program that continues to talk about football. I've been talking about it for a year straight, and it started after that Super Bowl. Brady versus Mahomes. I said, this is the best thing that could possibly happen for the football card market. And we are seeing the fruits of that right now. And if you are holding these football cards of these players that are still in it, congratulations. And man, all those Burrow collectors out there or investors or whatever you want to call yourself, you're on full display Saturday night. Checking my Instagram feed. Everyone's showing off their Burrow stuff. And I love it. That's what the hobby is all about. There's excitement. People want to show off their cards. They want to tell everyone, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, 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 I've been there. I've got his stuff. And some people might say, you know what, that's too much. Like, I'm done with seeing my feed of the same player. But to me, it's exciting. And so if you're out there and you're collecting Burrow stuff, congratulations. Joe Burrow, man, whoo, that guy. Talk about resilient. He got destroyed in that game. Just destroyed. That offensive line, paper thin, he's just getting slammed. And that play 
to Jamar Chase in winning time to keep that drive alive was something else. And Cincinnati's got a really special player on their hands. And if you're collecting his stuff, man, that rules. And I'll also say this. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at Herbert. And I know Herbert's not in the playoffs. He hasn't been in the playoffs. You've got these two young guys that are just incredible players. And to me, I just had this flashed moment this morning where I was just like, man, could this be the next Brady Manning thing going on? I don't know, but I think that's fun to speculate and think about. Joe Burrow obviously going to the AFC Championship in his second season is just a tremendous feat. He has all the intangibles. You don't meet too many people that say, you know what, I don't believe in Joe Burrow, or you know what, I don't really like Joe Burrow. He's got charisma, um, arm talent, smarts, read the field. Cincinnati got a good one, and congratulations to all you Bengals fans out there. My best friend from college uh, is this Cincinnati guy, been a Bengals guy day one. He's just having a blast celebrating. Happy for him. First road playoff win in franchise history. That is something that you can't take for granted. So enjoy those that this moment, Bengals fan. And on the other side, saw the upset, baby. The Niners hot going in, and I can't believe they ended up winning that game. Um, just a hell of a football game. Um, not sexy. The elements, it was cold. People were having a hard time holding on to the ball, all that stuff. But Rodgers, future, uncertain. We'll see how that storyline plays out. But that was some damn good football, and I'm excited to watch the other games uh, today. We got some freaking bangers, and they'll, they'll be winners. They'll be losers on the other side of me recording this episode. But my main thought going into today is, man, with this uncertainty now of it's Brady not making the statement of I'm for sure coming back this year, um, could this be the last run? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. No one really knows but Tom. But I'm going to sit here and I'm going to try to enjoy um, as much of it as I can. That's what I'm going to do. And I think when you have a living legend playing a sport, it's time to appreciate it. You know, and no one, as a Colts fan, no one has been a bigger thorn in my side, cost me Super Bowls as a fan than Tom Brady, but I'm over it at this point. So. Um, hell of a run, and if you are collecting Tom Brady cards, you're smiling because you have had a damn good year. Talk about quarterbacks that I appreciate. Talk about people that I appreciate. It was like I, cu- I couldn't even put it into words watching this play out on television this week. You had on this past week, you had on the Manning cast, you had Peyton Manning and then my other guy, The Rock, on there. So you had two guys that I are my primary PCs sitting there having a conversation while some football's going on. That was a special moment for me as a fan, um, watching Peyton Manning talk to The Rock. Man, I've spent so much energy as a fan of both, so much money and resources. And I'll tell you what, I can sit and watch those two guys talk forever. So that was an absolute blast. And I think we always need to look for those moments as fans. And I certainly had one this week. Before we get into it, too, I want to shout out Kevin Love. Um, I want to shout out the Players' Tribune. Go check out the Players' Tribune. This is fantastic content. It's real. It's authentic. There's a blindsided podcast with Kevin Love, and there really is very few bigger advocates for mental health awareness in pro sports than Kevin Love dealing with these struggles on his own. Um, And I love it how he uses his platform to talk about struggles that he's had and to bring awareness to anyone. 
And again, I've said this from time and time again on the Stacking Slabs podcast. This show is about sports cars. This show is about relationships, operating in the hobby. But any opportunity that I can give and shine some light to you, this audience, the people that keep coming back, and piggyback off of someone like Kevin Love who is out sharing, making himself a little vulnerable, I will. So definitely, if you're struggling, it's it's uh, it's an interesting time. Find help. Go talk to someone. Those things are very, very important, and you're not alone. Just know that you're not alone. Let's get into the card talk, baby. I just want to say, this week, with all the hobby controversy, everything going on, and I don't want to dig into it, and I won't, but I just want to say, I got so many nice messages and notes about the content from this past week, and especially the conversation with Chris. Um, People reaching out saying, I needed this. Thank you so much for spending some time just talking about the market, talking about cards, and it not being dramatic. So many people posted uh, about the episode, and I tried to repost everyone, but it's not. that's what I want to do here. That's what I want to do with this program. I want it to be about the cards. I want it to be about the people, and I try to stay as far away as possible from the controversy because this is my escape, damn it, and I want to have fun. I don't want to uh, be stuck in it. I think, to me, the uh, the drama is always going to be there. There is going to be people that are going to go to it like a magnet, and that's fine. And I don't I don't fault anyone for doing it. It's the catchy headline. It's the clickbait. It's the story. It's the controversy. This is human nature to be interested in one to get wrapped up in it. For me, that's not what I'm about, and that's not what I want to do. So something that I heard from a colleague a, a little bit ago, and I think this holds true. And I, as a marketing guy, someone who is in thinking about positioning, think about messaging, think about storytelling, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. And I had a really smart guy talk to me, and we were talking about just work stuff, and I was talking about um, what I was working on and what I was exploring, and he made reference to The Wire comp. So if you're a fan of the show The Wire, I know a lot of people are. He suggested and recommended to think about the work that I'm doing from this perspective. He said, on the wire, there's a corner. They're trying to protect it at all costs, and that's what they do. And his challenge to me was, whatever you're building, whatever you're creating, don't make it about everybody and everything, but make it about specific to your corner and protect it at all costs. And I think that is what that message stood true and resonated with me. And I hope that when you're listening to this podcast, you say, this is kind of the collector content that I want to consume because that's what I'm trying to protect. I'm trying to protect the story of the collector, bringing people on to share their perspective. Um, And, you know, I hope you don't think that this is a show that is out trying to get the headline and, and get the clickbait. That's not what we're here to do. We are made by and for the collector. This is about the people and the cards that make the damn hobby go. And I'm going to plug another content creator here. And this is what I think. I think if I have a platform and I'm out there consuming content and I'm out there meeting and talking with other people, it is, and I believe in what they're talking about and I believe in what they're doing, it is my role in the hobby to promote the shit out of those people. I'm going to promote my man. Talked about Jeremy, talking about my man John Newman here. 
He's got a catchphrase. The hobby is the people. And that is so true. It is so true. So if the hobby is for the people, let's elevate and raise up people, especially people that are doing good things, sharing off badass cards. It's not about you. It's about the hobby, and the hobby is the people. So thank you so much, John Newman, for inspiring me with that catchphrase. And go check out Sports Card Nation. Great podcast. Always out there. I've been a guest um, on his show. Love what he is doing. Let's get into the collector's mindset. The collector's mindset is something that we touched on at the end of my episode with Chris. If you have not listened to that episode yet, go back. Dropped it on Friday, hour long plus, little long, whip Broadway on that one. Always do with Chris. Um, but at the end of it, I asked him about you know what makes up the collector's mindset, and he had some really good commentary. And his commentary was that the ends, the end is the card, and it's not buy the card as a vehicle to go purchase something else, but you are spending money to acquire the card um, because it means something to you. That resonated with me, and I was curious. I was curious what other people thought about that. And so I took to Instagram, and I said, hey, this is what we talked about on the episode. Go check out the episode. Um, what's the collector's mindset mean to you? So I felt like it was cool, and I put this on Instagram this morning as I'm recording this, but I want to call some of these some of my favorite uh, responses out because I think they resonated with me, and they make sense, and they put this – collector's mindset into perspective. And I think as all of this, these different flavors of the hobby um, come up and people participate in these areas of the hobby and these areas of the hobby get the headlines and people get spun up, I want to, on the Stacking Slabs podcast, do whatever I can to protect the damn corner of the hobby that I know and love, and that's the collector. And the collector's mindset is very critical. So what I want to do on this podcast is always bring awareness to how we are thinking as collectors, because I believe the more we do that, the more others will be inspired. So instead of me just sitting up here talking about what I think about the collector's mindset, I want to share some of the from some of the best collectors in the hobby. So here are some of the responses that I received that I love, and I'm going to share them with you right now. Here's one from a, a guest and a friend, Drake's PC. He said, owning as many cards of the player as possible and using those to get better cards of that player love that so it's focusing in on a player that is significant to you and buying cards of that player that you like and knowing that down the road there are bigger and better cards potentially that you might not be able to afford right now however through your journey and exploration of that player you get to this point where you're like, I can sell five of these cards to go get that one big card. Consolidation. It's a topic we talk about all the time, so I appreciate Drake calling it out there. Here's another one. Acquiring pieces that fit together. This came from mostly 90s basketball cards. And I would imagine, and I love his page, but mostly 90s basketball cards is collecting mostly 90s basketball cards. So. From that perspective, acquiring cards probably in the 90s lanes, and in, in whether it's an insert set, whether it is a uh, draft class, piecing together different cards to tell the story of those years, I think that is amazing. And I think that gets into this topic of curating your own collection that is 
different than anybody else. And so that's a great call out. Here's one from LF Goalie 31. Go check her Brady stuff out. Man, she's got some bangers in there. But she said, willing to pay above recent comps to acquire the card that you believe in and really want. I just want to like, I got the emoji where I'm doing like the Jay-Z Hove thing right now. And that is so good. Um, everyone gets so caught up in comps. And for me, it's more about access and availability, where if I see a card that I really want and is on my list, the last comps um, are a factor in my purchasing decision, but just one of probably 10. And I think so many people get caught up in comps and think about that, but think build in scarcity, build in scarcity. How much is, how many times is this card going to become available? And so I factor that in, and I love how she called out this because I am willing to be the bar. I am willing to pay above everyone else to get that card that I believe in because as a collector, I'm holding that card and I know, or I might not know, but I have conviction and confidence that that card will appreciate over time so that it'll surpass my all-time high eventually. And that's what I love about that call out. And that's what I love about the collector's mindset. Completion, problem solving, and pure heirloom love from Ginter Gold Fever. That's it. It's, it's, it's on this journey. You're trying to complete stuff. You're trying to solve problems. And at the end of the day, you're just looking for a piece to love. Here's another one. A passion to collect cards that tell a story, personal or otherwise. That's from the Boulevard of Cards. And I always appreciate the Boulevard of Cards' perspective um, because that is so good. It, tell a story. What can we collect that when we are old and gray that we can share it with our kids and share with our grandkids? I love that. Here's one from Nice Looking Cardboard. The cards I own, I love. I want them. And as much as I try, I'm not good at, at letting them go to step up. So this is a call out kind of countered a little bit to what Drake said, where it's, I buy these cards and I just, I just can't get rid of them. And I know I could do what Drake suggested, but for me, like, I'm just going to enjoy these cards and cause I struggle getting rid of stuff. We've all, we can all relate with that. And I know Drake can relate with that. We've had a lot of conversations about that. And um, the final one is from Kevin uh, McCormier. To have something even an introvert is proud to talk about. That is great. And I got so many messages when I reposted him that of other people that can relate to that. So I will also say this. I did get a message or two from people when I first posted this question and we're talking in reference Chris's take and my reaction to it. People said, here's a quote. I wish I had more room to talk about how hor horrendous this take was. And I looked at that and I said, okay, that's fine. Um, and we're not going to call out those people because we don't, we're, we're not here to cause segrega segregation in the hobby. We're not here to put down on people. But I will just say, when I read his comment, my perspective was not a collector, not someone who's trying to get on my corner. So just move on and go to your next thing. Move on and go to your next thing because you probably got some breaking, some flipping, some investing, uh, maybe some uh, NFT stuff to deal with. How are you doing? I want to say thank you so much to everybody who follows the damn podcast, tells a damn friend about the podcast, 
follows me on Instagram, shares my stuff. I do appreciate it so much. We got to 10K this past week. 10,000 of you crazy collectors follow the Stacking Slabs Instagram account. And that was a big deal for me. That was a goal of mine when I was when I was getting somewhere near that. I was like, you know what? Let's go for 10K. And we made it. So I just want to say much appreciation. That is something when I started this brand, I started this podcast, I didn't even think about. And it's it's happened less than two years later. And none of it's bought, none of it's paid for. This is organic growth, baby. Because you know what? I would rather have 10K following me and 10K that are about my corner, that want to hang out on my corner, than having 50K of people that don't give a shit about what I'm saying or me going out and buying stuff. I appreciate the collectors that slide into my DMs and the collectors that teach me and believe in what I'm doing. So this is an appreciation. This is my appreciation to you. Thank you so much. I've got my man, Kevin Randall, the Captain 37, back on the damn podcast. It is football playoffs. We're going to be in our conference championships going into the weekend. So I got to have my man, Kevin, back on the pod. Always there when you need him. He's my football guy. So we're going to talk about the market. We're going to talk about Joe Burrow, I'm sure, and some of these other guys. Things that he's seeing, he sets up at a lot of shows. So sending some, getting some perspective from him, I think, is valuable. I did post my card that I talked about last week, my 1998 Flair Brilliance. Peyton Manning, gold, BGS 9 out of 99. And it felt good when I got that back from PWCC. Felt good when I posted it and got a good reaction. Feels good in my PC. And the reason I bought it, you don't see too many rookie gold Peyton Manning cards, do you? So that was a card at the price I felt like was a steal. So I made a move. And that is a card that I probably maybe paid the highest from a BGA, BGS 9 perspective of all time. But back to what LF Goalie 31 was saying, I don't even care because I know that card is going to go up in value because I believe in, I believe and have confidence in the Peyton Manning market and in gold cards. And even if it doesn't go up, I don't care because I love the card. It's a beauty. So I was pumped about that. I also want to shout out my man Summertime Cards in his never for sale campaign that he had going on Instagram. A lot of people participated in. I shared my 2014 gold rock PSA nine card. Um, some other cards that I want to freaking call out. Um, Jordan Hagedorn posted a freaking banger color match, green PMG, Brett Favre. I'd seen that card on eBay. I, I'm wondering if he had bought the last one on eBay. He posted that. That card is sick. Mind cycle cards. Uh, he posted a uh, Jokic gold, just looking pretty. Chris from Card Ladder posted his MJ red PMG. Max from Putnam Cards, he posted a sick Kobe auto of him in that leather jacket. Um, it was a Panini card. I don't know necessarily the product. I'd love to, Max, if you're listening to this, I'd love to know. Uh, give me a shout. Um, but his Kobe in his that leather jacket holding the trophy, the image is freaking awesome. And I also want to say, I want to shout out this cardboard life for making me laugh, but he had a post hashtag never for free. And his never for free post was a picture of the Trevor Lawrence gold kaboom. How are you doing? 
Wrestling cards, baby. Here's a little plug. The Undertaker BGS 9.5 2014 Gold Refractor out of 50 sold for $1,675. That was a big boy sale in the wrestling card market. Um, I want to shout out uh, Mission Street Cards. He can sign that card through Wharf Sports Cards. Um, This is all public information, so I'm not stealing anyone's thunder. Um, But just an amazing sale in a lane in the hobby that I believe in. We are rounding the corner here. And I want to share a tweet I put out there that said, the most important asset that we own doesn't fit in a safety deposit box. You won't find it in a vault. It's definitely not in a display case at a show. It's stashed away. It's buried deep in the hearts and minds of collectors. That is your brand. Protect it. And as a marketer, this is how I think about reputation. This is how I think about the things that we're doing. Just a side note here and putting a spotlight on on Card Ladder because Chris was just on. You have a small business that was just acquired by the biggest business in the hobby. That's a story of hustle. The Card Ladder team is very focused on building that brand and earning a good reputation with their audience. And I, I... I call out Card Ladder here as an example because so many uh, hobby brands come to me and say, hey, we want our person on your show to talk about stuff. Hey, would you pitch, would you plug these things that we're doing? And my reaction is always like, take a step back. What if this was you? Would you Would you do that to somebody else? Like, what? just because I have a podcast, does that mean I should talk about your stuff? This isn't a commentary on you. This is a commentary on things that I think matter and things that I think will help push the hobby forward. So my feedback to hobby businesses, and I think if you're looking for a case study, look at the card ladder example, but I think give first. People spend so much time building their platform. So if you're looking for, uh, quote unquote, people with big platforms or influencers in the hobby to promote your stuff, you should be able to, you should give them as much as is possible to nurture those relationships and then they might have you on the show and they might plug your stuff. I think an important thing is humanizing your brand. No one cares about features or functionality. People care about people. And the more you can humanize your brand as a hobby business, the greater the traction you're going to get. And back to the corner, your message, focus on your message, focus on your strategy. Businesses in the hobby want to jump levels quickly. I think it takes consistency. I think it takes honesty, and I think it takes integrity. Winning hearts and minds in this hobby as a business, as a collector, as a participant is hard work. Be mindful of that. Hopefully, you're enjoying the damn podcast. Tell a friend. Hit the subscribe button. Be a part of the next 10K, hopefully, of collectors uh, that I'm engaging with regularly on the Instagram account. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I got my man to Captain 37 on the podcast next week on Friday. I mean, peace out.